Down and down again. Oh. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Oh. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. Oh. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't oh, find her. Shit. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. This is our final show before the hiatus, and that's why I once again say thank you to the growth, man. It was a lot of hard work and. Hopefully this doesn't set us back when we come back, um, but the reality is just to, just the breather I need. I remember one time Austin said, Steve Austin said, um, doing a weekly podcast is daunting, and doing a weekly podcast, two weekly podcasts is definitely daunting, especially when you have, or I don't have a life, <laughs> I wish I did, but uh, you know, especially when you work and all of other things going on, and I just realized as I was building my plan, for the next several years, the reality is I need to take up as much time as I can doing a bunch of stuff. Like I said, I'm going to be on a bunch of different people's podcasts, like Libsy, who's a uh, podcast guest himself. So, um, But no, thank you guys for the growth and for the feedback and all that good stuff. But I, I didn't, I remember I was doing the top like seven MCU shows this year or whatever it was. And I remember, I said, like, man, I, we haven't really talked about news in a very long time. And honestly, I felt those were like the weaker shows. That's why I was kind of looking for direction for the Wednesday show. And all of a sudden, we just we had Miss Marvel come up. We had Thor, then She-Hulk. And then we did the, the retrospectives of the series that we were talking about. And um, it was one of those things where it's just like really cool to have just a bunch of stuff going on at once. But I was like, man, we even talked about a lot of stuff. And um, I said, let's do a year and wrap up for everything. At first I said, it's going to encompass the DCEU, which that's a thing we'll get into in a second. But I said, you know, what about, what about Marvel? You know, phase four is over, officially over with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special coming out. Like now that it's over, we've had, we've had our first trailers for uh, Ant-Man which we have not talked about on the show. We've had our first trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy, which isn't even coming out to next summer. Um, I was like, you know what, let's, let's figure this out. So that's why I decided to end this off with this and, and actually talk about some news. Um, so essentially, I want to start with DC because that there's so much to unpack there. And it's interesting because we know WB has been in turmoil and they've been trying to they're trying to find their way essentially and here's the thing when you have so many hands in the cookie jar everyone has their own thing they want to do some people want to do chocolate chip cookies some people want to do sugar some people want to do walnut and everyone just there's just so many hands there so essentially for those of you guys who don't know or you just want to hear my take on it, essentially James Gunn and a, a partner of his, I can't remember his name, so I apologize for that. They are now the new heads of DC. And they have their own plans for their DC universe. They've been putting out their own five to ten year plan. We know that James Gunn is under Kevin Feige, not, not literally as far as like learning from him. I'm sure he learned some stuff from him, but 
he's seen how to put this together. So he might be the right guy to do it, right? Um, and so he's going to do complete reboots of everything. And he already has his Peacemaker in place. They're doing a season two of Peacemaker. So we, we, he has his Peacemaker and John Cena and that whole thing. And so it just comes down to what else to expect. And I thought about this. Let's go to let's go to the Black Adam problem. I remember beginning at beginning of September. I think I said this before on the Black Adam uh, show we did. I said this to Jonathan Nestor. I said, "Is it just me, or is there no hype for Black Adam?" And he gave me some generic diplomatic answer. Jonathan Esper was like like the worst politician ever, because like he like which not most politicians will give you an answer, and we all know it's BS. But they at least try to make it believable. With Jonathan Esper, he tries to give you that diplomatic answer, but it's like he doesn't even believe it himself. So he's just saying it, and it's like, bro, just don't say anything at all. Just saying, I don't know, I got nothing. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. It really isn't. And so. Um, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm done talking to you. And <laughs> I remember vividly, when I think myself, like, man, like, when you look at Marvel's promoting of things, I'm about to sneeze, just so you guys know. Um, when you look at Marvel's promoting of things, no matter what movie it is, they have partnered with Visa, the NFL, uh, Razor ads, you know, you, you see something with them, right? There was literally, I can't think of one commercial I saw. I don't watch much TV, I understand that. But you at least see it, right? You at least see something. The, there was hardly any promotion. That's why when I see, like, it was like $80 million for marketing and promotion, I'm like, what marketing and promotion costs $80 million fucking dollars? Unless there was, I'm sure there's billboards in LA and shit like that, but billboards don't cost $80 million. You know? And I'm like, what's, what's good? It's just confusing. I, I just don't remember it. I didn't see it. And so I was like, okay, you know. Now, I, I've always been honest. I said, I don't think it's going to be a bad movie. I just don't think it's going to be anything that's going to change the hierarchy, as I do air quotes, um, of the DCEU. Also, it didn't help that Rock's marketing plan was to give away that Henry Cavill was back as Superman. And that was the only way Rock really could hype this movie. And he knew that. And Rock has, has become the ultimate salesman. Like, here's the thing. Coming from the WWE, you have to know how to sell yourself, right? That's how you become a, a, super, a top superstar. And Rock went to Hollywood, and what he did was he got with the right people. Like, it's funny, because John Cena said he had a different experience. His first time in Hollywood, he felt like he failed. And I think John Cena went to Hollywood thinking it was easy. And the thing with Rock, who was very, I think, humbled when he went to Hollywood... He, he started off in minor roles like Walking Tall and But This, That, and The Third. And these were movies that built to him being who he is. I think John Cena thought he could go into Hollywood and just become a, a megastar. No, you had to show you can do certain things. Also, also you, have to, you, have to, you have to have the right directors. You know, you have, to, you have, to have people that want to work with you. You know, and John Cena, I think, is, is such a likable human being. To where people say, okay, cool, let's, let me get you to work with you, right? Let me work with you. And so, with Rock, he's learned to be the ultimate salesman. And I was actually watching a video that IGN made about Rock's claim of Black Adam being a success, and they say it's fake numbers, and it's not a third. And he started talking about inflation. Dude, first of all, we're not talking about fucking inflation. 
That's not a thing that we're talking about right now because it's one thing for inflation in our current standpoint of, hey, inflation with gas is going to cost us this right now because I'm currently paying for that gas. I don't want to hear about inflation when it says, well, technically Avatar with inflation has more money than any. No, dude. We're talking $2022. Who has sold more? In-game? Cool. So the fact that it did $340 million, Black Adam did, and he put Captain America the First Avenger at $325, that he, it's fine. It's, it's, it's okay to beat it because Captain America wasn't even a... Captain America was a... And this is going to sound blasphemous, but the, if you're a comic book fan, you know this. If you're not a comic book fan, you would... Captain America and Iron Man were C-level characters at best. They were never on the X-Men level. I remember very few times in, until... The, the mid 2000s, people say, "I'm gonna get that new Captain America story." What? What? Why? Nah. Why would you get that when you have uh, Age of the Apocalypse right now out? It's not. It was never a thing. It wasn't until Ed Brubaker and, and and writers like that got their hands. Not saying they don't have classic stories. I'm not saying that. But the classics, the real classic stories that you guys are now watching on the on the big screen, Winter Soldier didn't come out to the mid 2000s. Bucky Barnes was not brought back until Ed Brubaker got his hands on. And if you read that comic book, it is a dark comic book. It is a, for a Captain America comic book, it is a very dark, very gritty comic. It shows the human side of him. Civil War. You see the, you see the, evil, you see the evil side of Captain America until the very end when he realizes, hold on, shit. Like, what am I doing here? There's a line in this. And I remember at the time... I was off just living life, just probably too worried about other things like women or whatever. And I remember Jonathan Esther texted me. He said, man, have you been reading Civil War? I said, nah, what the fuck is that? He was like, it's a comic book. And he sent me, and he sent me lines. He quoted lines from the comic. And he triggered me in a good way. He said, it was something about, it was, someone was talking to Captain America and they said, when's the last time you got on social media. When's the last time you did this? Or, 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 I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not, it wouldn't say social media, but essentially it was saying, when was the last time you indulged in what America indulges in? Do you know what America is now, Captain America? They were questioning his patriotism on a level of, do you actually know us or do you think you know us or do you know the old us? And I was like, wow, great fucking writing. Immediately went out, bought all the copies I could. Like as far as like everything, every issue that was out. And I remember saying to myself, please, that's dope. Now look here, if, if, if Captain America, the first Avenger sold $325 million in tickets, and it's, okay, it beat it, that's cool. It, wasn't gonna, it was never going to change the hierarchy because Black Adam was structured one way. When you have Jason Momoa, who is not as big of a star as The Rock, but a star, but a, he's a different kind of star. People, people genuinely like Jason Momoa. He seems like a very nice guy, whatever. But you have him, you have um, Aquaman, you have James Wan, you have the perfect mix of a comic book movie that doesn't make you feel pressure to know anything else. Like... The only loose connection in Aquaman is the throwaway line that Amber Heard says when she says, you helped defeat Steppenwolf. That's the only line that's in there. 
There's no connection to DC. You don't have to watch any other movie. You can generally just you could just watch this movie and that's it. So it's, it's a different beast, you know, when people don't feel pressure to watch other things. You know? And so I was watching this movie about it and it was like scathing. It was it was about rock lying about numbers. And what is the thing? Why Castle like about numbers? That's my point of just talking about this. He has to say, hey, we did this well. Now, the thing that WB won't tell you is, is that it did break even. It's going to break even. So it's not bad. When did breaking even become bad? When did it become bad? You know? Um, it's Brock's biggest success as a solo act. So that's something to be proud of. You know? But at the end of the day, I said this before, The Rock was hedging too much bet, too much on his power. And too much on the fact that his was connected to the Snyderverse. Now, here's where I will knock James Gunn and everybody. Not knocking them, but I say my piece about them. One, they had to lie. They did not they did do. At the time, they could not sit there as the heads of DC and tell people, oh, this is the last thing, and then we're rebooting everything. It, I guarantee you that $80 million or whatever it was the first week would have been 40 I put money on that because they're taking they're, they're, they would have been seen as tanking the film because they would have been tanking the film. Period. Bottom line, they would have tanked the fucking film, and they couldn't do that, you know. Especially since they probably still want to work with The Rock at some point, you know. But it's like one of those things where generally, what's what they're gonna do? Now, I think it was foolish. For them to allow The Rock to have his way to have a Henry Cavill cameo in there just to have him remove, you know. Now, now that, now that we've been re- uh, removed from it a little bit, it's clear he was going to leave The Watcher the entire time. Because he was such a big fan of The Watcher series, he wanted to stay true to it. And apparently after season three, they weren't going to be true to it anymore. So he was already out as The Witcher. So let's put that to rest. Because he never had a contract with DC. You know, and Henry Cavill's gonna be fine. He's, you know, he's a star. Um, but it's one of those situations where it's, it's, yeah, they lied. Like, what, what else are they gonna do? Now, who knows what they told the Rock in private? Now, that story, that's a different beast. Anyways, um, so that's my take on that as far as just. Do I think The Rock will end up at Marvel? I don't know. Because Rock is Rock, it seems like he I don't think he's like Edward Norton as like he's like will take scripts and throw them away. But I think he wields too much power to where it'll be hard to work with him for multiple films if it's not if it's not his vision. He really does need a franchise where it's his vision and people could just back him. Now do I think it's a bad I think it's a bad thing only because I think I think you need someone who to, can who can kind of reel you in and be like, hey, what about this? I think because I think he should be, dude. She should be way more open to he should have been way more open to how do I put this to other options, and he wasn't. Look what I'm saying. I, Black the perfect analogy for Black Adam is it is a movie that was built for 2012 and but it's in 2022. 
And I truly believe, if, and I truly believe that if it was built, if we saw this movie in 2012, watch these. <clears throat> oh Christ, bless me. Um, if we saw this movie in 2012, I truly believe it would have been box office smash without a doubt. But it was, it, it just took too long, and Rock said that's his fault because he was supposed to have a cameo in Shazam One, Shazam Two. And even though he's a producer on it, he's not a fan of how Shazam, that Shazam's uh, uh, portrayed. Well, you know, when you're part of an extended universe, what do you? What, it can't always be about you. That's where I got to defend the, the, the higher ups. Has to be about the story as a whole. Period. Bottom line. Now, the thing I can't defend anyone on, and this is what I don't understand. So. If they're rebooting everything and they're starting over with a new, younger Superman, as David already announced, why are we still even doing the Jason Momoa movie? Uh, why are we doing um, Shazam 2? Like, you can scrap those movies and still get tax refunds back. I think they still can. Um, the Flash movie, I get. Because I feel like the Flash movie, they have to reset everything. I truly believe that's why they're keeping that in their holster. It's because they have something in that movie that's going to make everything just go back to square one. You know, we already have, we've seen pictures of our Supergirl. We've seen pictures of Flash and stuff like that. So I truly believe that's why they're keeping that in the holster. I don't understand why. And once again, it could be contracts, you know. I don't know how these people's contracts are structured. Like, Kevin Feige was the one that let it, like, Slippy told that, you know, hey, uh, Jeremy Renner had a Hawkeye movie in his contract. So we technically had to do one with him. But when I had the idea of the, the TV show. He said sure. So essentially that's. What happened with that. So a lot of times these, these, these contracts. With these, these people that's how they get their, their money. Is hey. That, that's why last year when Gal Gadot. And them dropped that Wonder Woman 2 disaster. That's why they, I, think, I think Gal Gadot. And Patty Jenkins got like 10 million more dollars. Because. Um, it was like. Hey you know. Because you're probably going to lose out on some money on your contract because it's not going to hit numbers in theaters because no one was going to theaters at that point in time still. Um, they were like, was it, yeah, it was like, hey, you know, here's extra $10 million, which probably made more money for them in that particular situation. Um, so, to, so to me, that is kind of weird. Now, it also could be because they want, want to keep uh, Zachary Levi and Jason Momoa in their good graces. Apparently, they want to make Jason Momoa the new Lobo. So maybe that's how you make Lobo and say, hey, you know, we're going to let you make your money off this film. It's going to go to theaters. Whatever it makes, you, you get your, what's in your contract. What do you think about being Lobo? You know, so it could it could be all of those things. Now, the other thing that's confusing to me is even James Gunn has used pieces of the Snyder Cut. You know, we have Amanda Waller who's been played by the same woman in everything. She's in Black Adam. She's in Peacemaker, for Christ's sakes. You know, the connection with the daughter in Peacemaker. Um, so it's like, that's confusing to me because it's like, wait a second. Like, what, are you, what are you guys trying to do here? You know? Um, so that I don't understand. Because his wife or his fiance, whoever she is, was in Black Adam too. So it's like, that's, that's another reason why he wouldn't take the movie because his wife was in it. You know, but she's also in Peacemaker. So everything's still connected. So are you still going to use pieces that were cast? You know, and then apparently 
uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman will be in its own little universe, in this Elseworlds universe, which I think it's a I think it's a Batman problem as well. Like you have too many Batmans. Like are you gonna keep if you're going younger? Robert Pattinson's a young Batman. You can use him and eventually integrate him. I'm not saying everything has to be connected. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, would don't are you gonna cast another Batman and just make things even more? Conf- I don't know, dude. This and once again, we won't know more till 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 next year. You know, and when they when they're actually able to announce shit and um, stuff like that. But it, the whole thing was weird to me. But now that I've had time to re- reflect and come back, dude, there's so many reasons they they had to, they had to be mum. Mum was the word because the reality is. They couldn't tank that movie without burning a lot of bridges. So, I get it, I guess. Um, I just think it's interesting that that's, that's the move they want to do. But, anyways, um, uh, and the last thing we'll talk about is Phase 4 and my final take on Phase 4. My final take on Phase 4 was it was the weakest of all the, of all the phase four, phases so far. Not because everything was spread out through TV and movies, but because one, the pandemic caused a lot of changes that you can't blame anybody for. But two, I feel like creative decisions were made out of fear. When I say that, we got a Black Widow film. First time back to the theaters to see Black Widow, they refused to put this movie out on Disney Plus, so we had to go to the movies to see this movie. I don't know what it is I watched, and funny thing is I've had like, and I have Disney Plus obviously, and I have had ample opportunities to watch that film again. I just have no interest because I'm like, what am I watching? Like, it was too late. So I agree with everyone who says that it was too, it was just too late. Overall, it was stupid, but you do get Yelena Belova. You do get the Red Guardian, who's going to be in more films. But I feel like as of her last outing, I felt that was unfortunate for Scarlett Johansson to go out that way. Well, she had such a cool ending um, in Endgame. Um, Shang-Chi was just the, the brightest spot. Um... Seeing the culture, seeing this character, um, CGI, 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 guys. Nothing's gonna, be, nothing's gonna be perfect. I'm sorry, I gotta say it. If you guys want perfection, then do it yourself. But seriously, CGI, CGI. If you want big, big dragon, then do go go to Dream World. Um, but that was that was a clear bright spot. Eternals. I don't. I think the Eternals would have been better off as a TV show for me. Personally, because I could have got to know each character. And what, if, if you look at what Daredevil, Luke Cage, and all those, movies, all those shows were able to do under the Netflix banner, you always had an episode that wasn't dedicated to your hero. You had an episode that was called Karen, where we get to know Karen Page's origin story and how she ended up where she did. We get to see Foggy Nelson and him. We see Luke Cage. We see the, the Night Nurse. I think it could have benefited from more of that. Cause it was some, it was something there, but it wasn't like it couldn't be fulfilled. So many characters, 
could only take up so much time. And that's a problem, obviously. And even the Black Knight, right? We saw for maybe what ten minutes of screen on screen time. We did get our first voice cameo ever of a new character, but I feel like uh, Chloe Zhao was her name, the director. I felt they were so tr- they were trying they were so busy trying to do these wondrous, spectacular, like um, effects. I feel like the story lacked. But at the same time, I think they don't know. I think they didn't know how to do the story because you're introducing these characters in a universe, and it's like, okay, cool. We need to know their origin story. Where who are they? But it felt like they didn't know the characters themselves. And honestly, that's a parallel to Jack Kirby. I remember the first time I ever read I ever read an Eternals comic. I was like, what the fuck am I reading? I felt like I was reading the Bible, and I was reading the Bible because he was so. Uh, that that's how his writing style was, but it was so fucking weird, you know. I was like, man, this is like it's. There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with reading the Bible, obviously, but it just was like super weird. That it's like, all right, you, you it feels like you, they needed more chapters. That's the best way I can put it. And they, three hours is only much so much time you can give, you know. Um, the reason why I felt like there were so many misses in Phase 4 is because they were trying new things. And you know what? I can't be mad at that. It's like me hearing, that's like me hearing an Outkast album. It's experimental. Because guess what? All of Outkast albums were experimental. And me saying, eh, that's, that's what that's, they, they, they tried. You know, we got a Hawkeye series introducing Kate Bishop. Um, I thought that was fun. I know some people didn't like it. I still thought it was good. Uh, but I'm a Hawkeye fan. So that's just uh, me. Me, I was more open to giving it a chance. We had to see Kingpin in there. Echo, I could really care. I don't understand why they need Echo. Um, no, I do. I do. Because they're now building their street levels. As they're they're dealing with the multiverse shit, but now they're really starting to build a street level because they see that the street level does have interest. The fact that the fan cry from Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage all. Came, I, I, and yes, I did leave an Iron Fist, but there was backlash for it. There was like, whoa, what the fuck, man? We're enjoying this, this, this television, this entertainment. What are you doing? It felt they, they, see, I think they seen it. Hey, as well as us building this cosmic level, we do need the street level because they already been dealing with cosmic. The fucking Infinity Gems are fucking cosmic, <laughs> you know. So I, I hate when people say that they, that they've been doing, they have not been doing street level shit. Just because they're fighting in New York doesn't make a street level. If you're fighting, like, look at the comic books. And once again, I'm not one of those people that says everything has to be connected. And like, but it's kind of cool when you see comic books where you know what you know what the show was good. This was Batman the animated series, but it's cool when you see comic books where it's like X Men. It's a X Men uh, comic, but like you see Spider Man in a panel just swinging away. He has nothing to do with the story. He he's just do, he. Why wouldn't you see it? They're in the same city. Batman animated series was this way too. If you guys actually look at Batman and uh, the new adventures of Batman, there's one scene, there's several scenes, but one scene I'm talking about in particular, Nightwing is poached in, in Gotham City and like, and Bruce Wayne's driving by with Alfred. And Nightwing, and you see him in the shadows. It's, it, you know it's Nightwing because of his hair. It's a mullet. But to me, that makes sense. 
why wouldn't a Bloodhaven criminal try to hide out in Gotham City? You know, so street level is a big deal. You know, like when I will say the way Endgame was, it made sense to not see the street, the stoop, the street level heroes. It made perfect sense. This wasn't in the streets. This is on Avengers Compound, and this is and and, and Wong and Doctor Strange brought everyone that um, that they knew to bring back. We, none of those guys got blipped. None of those guys were ever a part of the bigger conspiracy, you know, theory or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like they tried different things, experimental things, so it hurt them in the eyes of a lot of fans. Also, this was rushed, so. People didn't get a chance to digest these characters. Think about this. Moon Knight came out in March. That lasted until uh, the end of the beginning of May. You get a Doctor Strange movie a week later, you get Miss Marvel. That's, there's no time to digest for the casual fan. So even if you were a casual fan and you're going through and you're trying to keep up, it's too much. And live your life, it's just too much. Before. Dude, we had Iron Man, Incredible Hulk. The next year, Iron Man and Thor. The next year, Captain America. And then we had like eight months in between Captain America and the Avengers. It's a long time to go without shit. It's a long time to build for anticipation. In a, in a, you, literally, you literally had the Moon Knight season finale, Doctor Strange, the next week. This year alone. Can't digest shit. So, I get that part of it. I don't think, for me, Phase 4 was not a complete loss. It was the weakest one by far. But I think the fact that we were able to see that great origin story for Wanda. The fact that we were able to see uh, the mutants in the MCU for the first time. Seeing Doctor Strange explore the multiverse. Seeing, the, it was a, the JV Illuminati, but it was the Illuminati so we now know the Illuminati does exist on one thing. Got to see our first first Mr. Fantastic in the MCU. You know, um, we we got we, I think we got, I think we've seen the most one of the most deadliest fights of all time with Shuri and um, Namor. Namor is who's a fucking badass. Who like, we we see murder. <laughs> we see a lot of fucking murder. And that wasn't just in Werewolf by Night. Holy shit, we saw murder. You know? Um, so, I think it was a win overall. I think they'll adjust. And they'll uh, regain their footing. So, yeah, Anyways, I, actually, actually guys, I appreciate everything that's done in the last two and a half years being a part of this journey. Um, it's not over yet. Just taking a break. Like I said, just recharging the batteries and uh, I have a lot of stuff I have to focus on, and that's where my focus needs to be. Um, so I appreciate you guys. Stay tuned with me, man. If you're on Instagram, continue to follow me. I know a lot of you guys listen to my music. We have comic books coming out this year. I'm currently in production for issue uh, six of Messina. We would just start production on it. I think we're like not even four pages in yet, something like that, going back and forth. So that will be out the end of next year. So Civilized Savage out beginning of next year so uh, I, I will be busy i will i will not be quiet so anyways guys thank you have a great week have a great year i'm so chemical this is i see things a little differently <laughs>